from Australia, this is VK1WIA and the weekly WIA amateur radio news service on RF, internet streaming and text at wia.org.au. I'm Graham VK4BB. This is National News for week commencing April 1, 2018. WIA 2018 Radio and Electronics Convention, WIA Merit Awards with WIA Secretary VK8ZZ and WIA Director VK2GPK, Greg will join us. These stories and more in this edition of news from the Wireless Institute of Australia. Telstra will trial the installation of small cells on TAS Network's power poles to test the feasibility of using them to help overcome some of Tasmania's mobile black spots. With the construction of a standard mobile base station typically costing several hundreds of thousands of dollars, small cells may allow Telstra to deliver mobile coverage and capacity to smaller communities and areas. Canberra Region Amateur Radio Club had a stall last weekend to demonstrate amateur radio at the CAP Expo. The CAP Expo is sponsored by the ACT government to assist community groups and clubs show off their wares. CRARC had 11 inquiries about the foundation course, so things look good for a bunch of newbies in our nation's capital. The time for the WIA 2018 Radio and Electronics Convention is rapidly approaching, and we'd like to draw your attention to two new technical discussions that will be held on Saturday the 19th of May at SeaWorld Resort. David Rowe, VK5DGR, will be talking about his creation, FreeDV. David was first licensed at age 14 in 1981, operating a converted CB on 10 metres. Through the 80s in high school, he progressed to a full call and a TS520S. In 2009, he became interested in the problem of closed source codecs and digital voice and started working on FreeDV. Tim VK5ZT will present his experiments in optical communication. What is easiest to build? What will work? And what is the current state of the art? He'll look at what can be achieved and prospective future projects. The WIA 2018 Radio and Electronics Convention is on the weekend of the 18th of 19th of May. And if you've not already registered, please do so at wia.org.au. Now, in a moment, WIA Director Greg VK2GPK, but now VK8ZZ, our WIA Secretary, to highlight a couple of points from last week's item on the WIA Merit Award Scheme. The WIA Merit Award Program identifies and recognises outstanding achievement in the field of amateur radio that furthers the science of radio and or service to the WIA. Nominations are now being called for the 2018 awards. A full list of the origin of each award and the previous recipients is available on the WIA website. Nominations should be in the approved format utilising the form which is on the WIA website. Details in the text version of this broadcast. The specific award is not part of the nomination process. That decision is made by the WIA Board of Directors and all WIA Merit Awards are not necessarily awarded each and every year. If a nomination is successful, these are usually announced at the WIA Annual General Meeting and, where possible, presented at that gathering of members. Nominations close soon on the 15th of April 2018. Hello, this is Greg, 2GPK, with this week's comment from the WIA Board. First off, a quick update on the really exciting things happening at the WA National Office. Exciting may be somewhat of exaggeration, as we've been stock-taking, reconciling and closing off the accounts in readiness for the auditors and the annual audit, which started mid-February and is now almost complete. In regard to the audit preparation, I'd like to thank Petra and Bruce in the National Office, and especially John Longerow, who as a CPA has assisted in undertaking the liaison accountant role with the external auditors. 
John's historical knowledge and attention to detail has proved invaluable in facilitating the external audit process. As I've mentioned before in earlier broadcasts, that currently the WA costs exceed income by about 10%. This cash flow deficit is primarily due to costs increasing faster than revenue over the last three to five years. So as anticipated, we will end the year in the deficit. The cash flow deficit is in line with what we anticipated from third quarter last year, although this year we've added a number of provisions for committed future expenditure as well as employee entitlements. This isn't new news as the WI running at a loss has been the case for the last few years. What is different is the current board has made some difficult decisions and taken actions to address the short fall, with multiple initiatives underway or planned for the near term, both on costs and revenue. I will note again that the WI is not in any immediate danger of becoming insolvent, with significant assets of cash and property, but continued losses left unchecked would inevitably result in the demise of the organisation in a few years' time. With the changes we have planned implemented, the Board reasonably anticipate that by the end of second quarter this year, that's around the end of June, uh, for the WI to be cash flow neutral, that is with income covering costs. Finally, on a somewhat lighter note, a reminder that the annual WI get-together and catch-up, also known as the WI Radio and Electronics Convention and AGM, is now up on the WI website for bookings, this year held in Queensland on the Gold Coast. Our Queensland amateur friends are hoping to match or even exceed the fantastic time had by all at last year's Handorf Technical Fun Fest, a tall order, but they have convinced the board that they are up to the challenge. Last year was my first WA convention and I enjoyed it immensely. The technical presentations were universally excellent and the networking with fellow amateurs from all parts of Australia was very rewarding. It is a once a year opportunity, I'm sure you won't be disappointed. So get planning, as seats at the convention are definitely limited. As well as the technical talks and vendor equipment stands, there is a WI strategy forum scheduled for the Saturday afternoon. If you have views on what the future for the WA and amateur radio should look like, or want to hear other viewpoints on the future, be there, we need your input. It's also time to get in early and book your accommodation. There are many options for accommodation in close proximity to the convention centre at SeaWorld to suit all budgets. Check out What If or Travago websites for details. If you are driving, consider car sharing or travelling in convoy with other ham tragics, as I did last year for the convention. It makes the trip much more fun. If you are flying, Coolangatta Airport is closest, but Brisbane is often cheaper to fly into with easy transport options to the Gold Coast. Airfares appear quite reasonable at the moment for around the time of the convention. Hopefully we'll see you and maybe your partner at the WIA convention. This is Greg, 2GPK for the WIA board. From Australia, this is VK1WIA and the weekly WIA amateur radio news service on RF, internet streaming and text at wia.org.au. From Sydney, Australia, I'm Jason VK2LAW with this week's international news. Thanks to IARU, RSGB, SARL, Southgate Amateur Radio Club, ARRL, Amateur Radio Newsline, NZART, Local News Services VK2 and 7, and the worldwide sources of the WIA, including Kerry VK2 FKND. An out-of-control Chinese space station moving at 17,000 miles per hour was set to plummet to Earth over this Easter weekend, leaving space experts scrambling to guess where Tiangong-1, or the Heavenly Palace, could re-enter the atmosphere over a major city, and scientists will not know until a few hours before it happens. 
the space station was expected to re-enter the atmosphere between March 31 and April 4. China has released little information apart from its altitude, and without more details of its design, European scientists and NASA have had little information on which to base their predictions for the landing area. But do not be concerned nor change daily behaviour, and to worry more about crossing the street more than looking to the sky to see if you're about to be hit on the noggin by space debris. A space debris expert based in Germany said over the past 60 years of spaceflight we're nearing the mark of 6,000 uncontrolled re-entries of large objects, mostly satellites and upper rocket stages. Only one event actually produced a fragment which has hit a person. The UK's Telegraph newspaper says this person was Lottie Williams in Tulsa, Oklahoma. In 1997 she was struck on the shoulder by a 6-inch piece of metal from a Delta II rocket. A training exercise in the South Island of New Zealand, which involved up to 100 people, including those from the Amateur Radio Emergency Communications Group, found a body on the riverbank. Police confirmed the body as that of Emma Beattie, a 20-year-old missing from Canterbury more than four months ago. The river has been extensively searched in December after Beattie disappeared. Her death had been referred to the coroner. India's Department of Telecommunications has released the amateur radio licence figures for 2017-18. The figures are given in the 2017-18 DOT annual report and show 628 new licences were issued, a record number. The report also notes that 2,594 candidates took the amateur radio exam. The large discrepancy between new licences and candidates suggests it's still difficult to get the government to issue licences. In the USA, FCC Commissioner Jessica rosen says our old binary system of licensed or unlicensed airwaves needs a reboot. Writing on the Wired magazine site, she quotes the 3.5 GHz Citizens Broadband Radio Service as an example of licensed and unlicensed users sharing the same spectrum with the database management system to dynamically handle the different kinds of wireless traffic. She wants to go further by leveraging new technologies that are smarter and more decentralised like blockchain and hopes new models for short-term leasing of our airwaves could emerge and expand the range of wireless uses. For WIA National News in Sydney, I'm Jason VK2LAW. Across Australia from VK1WIA, you're tuned to the WIA National News Service which can be heard in the ACT and Canberra region through our Mount Janini repeaters on 146.950 and 438.050 every Sunday at 0900 local. On behalf of the Canberra Region Amateur Radio Club broadcast team, this is Amanda, VK1WX. In Radio Operational News, it's Contact Sport. I'm Felix, VK4FUQ. All major Australian contest rules and results are on the contest section of the WIA website. May 12 and 13, Worldwide Mills on the Air. June 17, IARU Region 3, 2018 QRP Day Region 3. August 11 12, BK Remembrance Day Contest. August 18 19, Worldwide Lighthouse and Ice Ship Weekend. October 6, Worldwide Oceania DX Contest. VB18FIFA, World Cup 2018 Football Amateur Radio Marathon. Special call, VB18FIFA, will be on the air from June the 1st to June 15 for the 2018 FIFA World Cup in Russia. Members of the Maritime Contest Club will represent Canada and Radio Amateurs of Canada at the request of the Russian Amateur Radio Union, the national organisation of radio amateurs in Russia. 
The SRR has partnered with amateur organisations in 60 countries to organise special event stations. Unfortunately, QSLs will be via Logbook of the World only, but an award for working FIFA stations is available from the SRR online. See the VB18 FIFA page on QRZ for more details. Thailand's regulator, the National Broadcasting and Telecommunications Commission, has granted temporary permission for intermediate and advanced class amateur radio operators and club stations with HF operators to operate throughout the 80 metre band and on 6 metres in total of 14 amateur radio contests. Thai amateur radio operators can operate on frequencies from 3.6 MHz to 3.9 MHz during 8 international HF amateur radio contests and from 50 to 54 MHz during 6 VHF amateur radio contests. This permission dramatically increases the bandwidth on 80 metres which is otherwise limited to 3.500 to 3.600 MHz while 6 metres 50 to 54 MHz is otherwise off limits. The DX Edge VI4 Games is a WIA-approved special event call sign for use during the Commonwealth Games. The Gold Coast Amateur Radio Society is preparing a roster for its use and is calling on Queensland-based operators, in particular those in southeast Queensland, Cairns and Townsville, who wish to participate by tagging up the VI4 Games call sign for a period during the Games to get involved. AMNCW on Anzac Day, 25th of April. The traditional AMNCW event organised by Mike Banjo-Patterson, VK4MIK, and the Tablelands Radio Group of Far North Queensland will again take to the air for the eighth year. This is not a contest. It honours those modes used by service personnel in earlier wars. The event idea came from a telephone conversation between Mike and World War II co-squatcher in Papua New Guinea, Lionel Veal. Lionel set up his ATR4A HF radio and orientated the antenna from behind enemy lines. Lionel was one of those brave co-squatchers who sent back vital information. The concept developed by the Tablelands Radio Group in Far North Queensland basically asks us to consider changing modes on Anzac Day Nets as an honour and amateur radio salute to those who served or are serving. VK team will be active as VK9 ally from Lord Howe Island 11 to 18 May 2018. They will operate on 160 to 17 metres CWSSB NFT8. HP9 TSW who is in the Swiss Air Force will be in Kosovo until the 19th of April as part of the NATO mission. He will act as Z68BG in his spare time, especially on evenings and Sundays. CW on 80 to 17 metres. Gerard F2VX will be active as FM stroke F2VX from Montenegro Island in A107 until the 18th of April working on the HF bands. QSL virus home call F2VX. The EIDX group are active as 7Q7EI from Malawi to the 3rd of April. They will operate on 160 to 10 metres using CWSSB and RIDI, QSLYM0OXO. KH6QJ will be active again from Kiribati Island, eastern Kiribati, from the 17th to the 24th of April as T32AZ. The station will operate on 80, 40, 20, 15 and 10 metres, including activity in the worked All Provinces China, WAPC, contest. Wake on operation to make rare grid available. Starting this month, April, Philip N7NVK will begin working on Wake Island, which is in grid RK39 for those participating in the 2018 AWRL International Grid Chase. His schedule calls for three months on the island, then one month off, a pattern that he will repeat over the course of about a year. Wake is 12 hours ahead of UTC. N7NVK does not yet know what days or times he will be on the air but he plans to post his availability on his qrz.com profile page 
and notify AWRL to include it in its text bulletin. Contacting him could prove challenging to say the least, and he asks for patience because he's not used to being the focus of a pile-up. Happy Easter everybody and easy on those chocolates. For VK1WIA National News, I'm Felix VK4FUQ Inningham. From Australia, this is VK1WIA and the weekly WIA amateur radio news service on RF, internet streaming and text at wia.org.au. Hello, I'm Cole, VK3LED from Bendigo, Victoria, with this week's Worldwide Special Interest Group News. First up, Defence. A new RSGB webpage highlights the role of voluntary interceptors in the Second World War and the crucial involvement of the society. At the outbreak of World War II in 1939, MI5 established a unit known as the Radio Security Service to detect and monitor enemy radio transmissions. The RSGB were approached to help pick and recruit radio amateurs with advanced Morse skills. These volunteers became known as the Voluntary Interceptors. Worldwide Special Interest Group's Final Frontier Astronauts Ricky Arnold, KE5DAU, was one of three spacemen who headed into space on March 21 aboard a Soyuz MS-08 vehicle launched from Kazakhstan. The new ISS residents were welcomed on March 23 as part of the Expedition 55 crew by the station commander and crew, including Scott Tingle, KG-5NZA. During his time in space, KE-5DAU, a former educator, will wrap up NASA's Year of Education on Station, an initiative to engage students and educators in human spaceflight and science, technology, engineering and math STEM careers. Ricky and Scott, KG-5NZA, will take turns handling all scheduled amateur radio on the International Space Station school contacts in April. Worldwide Special Interest Groups, here's VK2KMI. YL's STEM and the Maker Movement, STEM, Science, Technology, Engineering, Mathematics and Medicine, efforts and groups like the Maker Movement have made science and technology more welcoming to women and girls. Amateur radio stands to benefit from these movements in the next few years. While women are still numerically in the minority, achievement and leadership opportunities exist and are growing. Introducing Lacey Beckett, W4LCY. You can usually find Lacey wielding an aluminium antenna pointed at the sky and at the International Space Station, where she hopes to work one day. Lacey is the youngest person to pass a technical amateur radio exam through the New River Valley Amateur Radio Club in the US. Lacey is eight years old. She explains how she works satellites with her handheld antenna. Let's say that the satellite is just at the tip of that tree. We point it there, she says, and we wave it around so we can catch the correct signals because the satellite is always spinning. You can hear the radio signals coming from it, she says. Lacey is interested in tinkering and assembling breadboards, but she seems especially inspired by the International Space Station as well as satellites and the connection between us down here and them up there. Lacey's uncle and aunt, Malcolm and Jessica Beckett, who both have advanced credentials, introduced her to amateur radio. Lacey adds, I think a lot of people think that studying is going to be boring, but after you get your license, you get the reward of being able to operate on the radio. A link to this story is in the text version of this broadcast. I'm Kimberly Olson, VK2 KMI, for the WIA National News. Worldwide Special Interest Group's Radio Scouting. Radio Scouting, the adventure of youth amateur radio. 
This is the theme for the 43rd edition of the International Amateur Radio Exhibition Ham Radio in Friedrichshafen, Germany. In past years, exhibits have shown all of the different settings where radio is used. This year, they have invited scouts who are active on the airwaves. Visitors will be able to learn more about radio scouting at an exhibition and at a booth at the Friedrichshafen Fairgrounds. In addition, a huge tent and a pioneering tower will be put up on the West Open Air Grounds. Worldwide Special Interest Groups Rescue Radio NWTR and TVG Go to the Horses NWTR and TVG members, including WIA News stalwart Tony, VK7AX, provided communications between ride base and three checkpoints for the Kentish Endurance Riders 80 and 40 kilometre event based in Sheffield recently. A survey the previous week had indicated the need for a solution between a difficult checkpoint in a deep valley and base. Arrangements were made with a local resident to place a cross-band repeater in their garage. They gave an assurance that they'd be up and about by 0600 hours on the day of the event. That time saw both VK7AX and VK7ARN skulking about in a dark yard of a house with no sign of life, for which the residents later profusely apologised, having slept in for the first time in years. Fortunately, a contingency plan was in place and an alternate checkpoint was activated. That's all this week from me, Cole, VK3LED, and it's over now to VK6CSW and Radio Amateur Old Timers. Hello everyone, this is Clive, VK6CSW, wishing you Happy Easter and reminding you that the Radio Amateur's Old Timers Club of Australia's April Bulletin goes to air tomorrow. This month we'll bring you all the latest club news, plus a talk by Ian, VK3JS, on the important part played by mathematicians in the First World War. Everyone, RAOTC members and non-members alike, is most welcome to tune in and to join in the callbacks afterwards. The broadcast originates in Melbourne at 10am local time on the VK3REC 2 metre repeater with simultaneous relays on 1825 and 7146 kilohertz. At 0100 UTC, for the Eastern States listeners, Hans VK5YX will transmit the program on 20 metres on 14.150 MHz. At 0200 UTC, for West Australian listeners, the program is transmitted simultaneously on 7088 kHz and via the linked repeater network. At night, the broadcast is repeated at 20.30 hours Melbourne time on 80 metres on 3650 kHz. In Tasmania at 19.30 on the VK7RAA and RTC networks plus a TV presentation by Tony, VK7AX at 20.30 hours Tasmanian time. From Tuesday, you can download the audio file from the club website at www.raotc.org.au where you'll also find full club details. Tune in tomorrow for the April REOTC Bulletin. 7-3 from Clive, VK6CSW. Rewind. This is a great story. Been doing the rounds on the internet about the rise and fall of Radio Shack, that iconic US electronics store. The first Radio Shack store came into existence in Boston in 1921. It was established by Theodore and Milton Deutschmann as a retail outlet for amateur or ham radio enthusiasts. 
The company was named after the structures aboard ships that held all the radio equipment. Amateur radio was really taking off in the early 20s, and the Deutschmans were able to tap into this fervour with one retail outlet and eventually a thriving mail-order business. Radio Shack sent out its first catalogue in 1939 as it began diversifying into high-fidelity music. In 1954, Radio Shack started selling its own branded stereo equipment under the name Realist. The company was forced to change the brand name to Realistic after being sued by a company called Stereo Realist, which made stereo cameras, cameras that would allow users to essentially take their own Viewmaster pictures. In the early 1960s, Radio Shack fell on hard times and careened towards bankruptcy. It was at this point that Charles D. Tandy entered the picture. From the age of 12, Charles Tandy had worked in his father's leather business. While serving in the U.S. Navy during World War II, he noticed sailors doing needlepoint and knitting as recuperative therapy. Tandy thought the men might prefer working with leather as their medium and established a system of craft work involving leather for the sailors' recuperation. After the war, Tandy took this concept, named it Tandy Craft, and turned it into what would become a major part of his father's business. In 1963, Tandy acquired the ailing Radio Shack for $300,000, seeing the potential in the company. At that time, Radio Shack consisted of the mail-order business and nine retail stores around Boston. In early 1983, Radio Shack opened a computer store. It was a place to attend computer camps and take classes to learn about these newfangled computer things the kids were into. Radio Shack had introduced one of the first mass-marketed personal computers in 1977, the TRS-80, named for Tandy Radio Shack and the Zillog Z80 processor. It was groundbreaking in its marketing only. It used a proprietary operating system, TRS-DOS. This meant that most of the software available for the machine could be purchased only through Radio Shack. From the time it was purchased by Tandy, Radio Shack grew exponentially, but although it was always the place to go for diodes, resistors and other electronic components, the sorts of nerds who needed these things were eventually able to find them online, and for less. By the late 1990s, the company had started to decline, and by early 2015, had filed for bankruptcy. Getting towards the bottom of the barrel in VK1WIA National News on the social scene. Over this weekend, that's March 31 to April 1, it's the Urunga Radio Convention. Victoria's Biggie Next Weekend sees Antenna Palooza, put on by EMDRC, MDRC, GGREC and Fan Park at Druin, April 7 and 8. April 8, also in VK3, it's a never event. The grand opening of the North East Victoria Amateur Radio Club's new club rooms is being held on Sunday the 8th of April at the new club room's 25 Silver Drive, West Wodonga. All amateurs from the North East Victoria and Albury Wodonga regions are invited to what will be a great day. The day starts with a barbecue lunch at noon, followed by a general get-together and a demonstration of DMR radios and hotspots used by some of the members. Talk-in will be available on the VK3RWO repeater on 146.975 MHz or on DMR Talk Group 8. So join us for what will be a fantastic day at the all-new club rooms of the Northeast Victoria Amateur Radio Club. This is Frank, VK2BFC, for Nevark. 
And never let it be said we didn't tell you about that one. April 14 in VK1, QRP by the lake. Following the popular QRP meetings in Melbourne, QRP by the Bay and Sydney, QRP by the Harbour, Canberra will be hosting its own called QRP by the Lake on the shores of Lake Burley Griffin, Saturday, April 14. Go along and meet fellow low-power portable and homebrew hams. Take along your radio, antenna or latest project for demonstration. The event will run from 1 till 3 and will be held at Black Mountain Peninsula, Lady Denman Drive in Acton. Plenty of parking, room for setting up antennas and barbecue facilities. For more information, contact Wade or Chris, VK1MIC or VK1CT. VK6 Hills Amateur Radio Group's Hagfest Swap Meet. That happens on April 22. Also on that date, April 22 and VK5, the South Coast Amateur Radio Club's annual Buy, Swap and Sell. May 12 in VK3, Moorabbin and District Radio Club's Hamfest, and they're pleased to announce that the 2018 Hamfest will have its doors opening at 10am. The year's event will be a changed venue, Brandon Park Community Centre. That's at 649 Fern Tree Galley Road, Glen Waverley. The Moorabbin Radio Club's annual Hamfest is proud to be Victoria's biggest with displays and sales of new and pre-loved equipment, a must-come, must-see event for everybody interested in radio communication and electronics. Major door prizes, free tea and coffee, light refreshments and a sausage sizzle will be on offer. Trader table bookings and general inquiries can still be made by emailing vk3gl at bigpond.com. And May 18 to 20, Right across VK, but being held on the Gold Coast, WIA's Radio and Electronics Convention and AGM. Now till next we meet, I'm Graham VK4BB. Walk softly. From Australia, this has been VK1WIA and the weekly WIA Amateur Radio News Service. On RF, we thank our rebroadcast team and you for listening. And remember, internet streaming and text of this news is available 24-7 at wia.org.au.